The Bay STEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents Nominating a Winner. Your package is your candidate. A professional development seminar. Featuring Corning Incorporated's own Mark Vaughn. Each year, our selection committee gets the opportunity to meet these candidates through nomination packages. We want to ensure that your candidates' value, contributions, and talents are clearly expressed. This workshop will provide government, military, and corporate communities with a step-by-step -step review of designing a nomination package that conveys the greatness of your organization. As many of you know, becoming a Bay a winner is a highly respected honor that reflects appreciation and commitment to honoring service, diversity, and outstanding leadership. Without further ado, the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents Nominating a Winner. Your package is your candidate. Featuring Mark Vaughn. Um, so this is the this is kind of uh, the the snapshot of the whole process. Now this is the um, process for the career communications group, the, the 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 Black Engineer of the Year or Women of Color selection. Your company should have its own internal process as well. Uh, and so for Corning Incorporated, for example, uh, that process for us begins three four months uh, uh, ahead of time. Uh, uh, before the, the deadline for some companies, as soon as, let's say, Women of Color ends in October, they're starting up in November, getting ready for the next one. Uh, our company is uh, smaller in terms of our diversity numbers, and so our pool from which we're going to be considering possible nominees is a lot smaller. And so our process um, works we can get from start to finish over the course of two or three months. Um, but this is the picture for the uh, women of color or black engineer selection. So they identify the selection committee, and then they break us up into different teams. Different teams look at different categories. So for example, um, I'm consistently reviewing uh, the top awards, career management, um, and managerial achievement. Uh, there are some groups, uh, if you're talking about community service or broadening, broadening um, diversity, something or other, um, they might have like five different categories that they're looking at uh, because of the fact that there are fewer submissions in those categories um, or the submissions themselves are, are um, uh, less dense than the managerial or career. Uh, but any team is going to be looking at more than just one category. Uh, and so they assign us categories. And then um, we actually have a blind, if you will, review process. And so let's say the, the five of us were on one um, review team, right? So all of us are looking at managerial achievement. You're, we're all going to get the same um, packages to review any submission to managerial, but we're going to evaluate them independently. Uh, so there is no groupthink that sets in. Um, if you early on are like, this person is a winner, nobody knows it because of the fact you're doing it by yourself. And then 
Uh, there's a timetable by which you have to complete your individual evaluation, submit your scores, and it's only after that that there is a sub-team conversation. Uh, and so oftentimes uh, we find that there is a lot of consensus. Um, every now and then uh, there are some outliers that require discussion. Uh, all, oftentimes it's because somebody is more familiar with a particular um, person's area of expertise than another. I typically am very weak on government. So government has an alphabet soup that I just don't understand. So when they talk about SCS this and level 10 and all that other stuff, I don't know what the significance is. And folks are like falling over, jumping up and down. This person is just amazing. And I'm like, I don't get it. Um, and so you defer to the experts, but um, it is the case that you try to arrive at consensus around um, uh, the top three um, candidates in your area. Um, so again, if it's career achievement, um, uh, top three for industry and for government. So there is a separating of those two institutional tracks, okay? Um, then we actually are asked to present um, those consensed upon candidates to the entire selection um, committee and the executive committee. Ultimately, the executive committee makes the decision. So that's Dr. Taborn um, and, and people that he has selected. Uh, Typically, they take the recommendation of the sub-teams, but it's only a recommendation that we provide to them. Um, when we uh, have given the presentation, we also have the opportunity to give them recommendations for top awards. Um, so let's say that um, you're on a, a, a whatever the team is, but you know someone who would absolutely be a solid candidate for the Black Engineer of the Year Award, the top award that's going to be presented tomorrow night, um, or the Technologist of the Year Award, the top award for women of color. You can make those recommendations as a committee, or you can make those recommendations from the floor. And interestingly enough, um, I think that Corning um, Incorporated, my company, um, is the only company or the only one of two companies that has ever had um, two Technologists of the Year award winners for women of color. Both of those I nominated from the floor. And so there wasn't even a package that had been submitted um, uh, for them. And, and so uh, it can be an opportunity. And so that's why when the selection committee uh, is identified, um, it is really important that you represent your company at that time. During the selection review, we represent the interests of the process. So I take my corning hat off and I put on my selection um, committee member um, hat. And we'll talk about how that actually plays out in just a moment. So what is it that the, the committee is looking for? Uniqueness is important. And so it's, it's really helpful if they are a pioneer in their field. Uh, that's number one. Also, that there is a really demonstrated um, 
track record of influence. And so when you think about it, uh, again, that you you have some uh, responsibilities for budget. Uh, you also have an organization, uh, so the managerial piece, um, as well as there being this cross-functional responsibility. Now, um, it's all relative when you think about it. There are some huge companies here at this conference, right? And so you've got the Boeing company, massive. Um, and then you've got companies like ours. Corning, I think, may be a third of the size of Boeing, but we're always competitive um, when it comes to these awards. And so it's not just in the numbers of how big your organization is or how big your budget is, but it really is what are you doing with whatever it is that you have been entrusted with. Um, have to be respected in the organization, but also their support internally and externally. I can tell you um, that in my experience uh, reviewing uh, uh, these packages over the course of a dozen plus years now, um, when you do have someone who uh, clearly has the confidence of their organization internally, so if your organization is structured such that your CEO, for example, or your chief um, technology officer or somebody in the C-suite or some bodies in the C-suite are vouching for you, that weighs heavily um, in how your packet is reviewed. But if you have people from the community, people from the school you attended, folks from organizations that you're volunteering with also in the mix, it does give a lot of value for your potential as a role model, somebody who's giving back. Um, the thing that I encourage, and I'm getting ahead of myself, is you don't want to have 30 letters of recommendation in a packet. No one is going to read them all. I encourage people, if you get four to six really solid letters, four internal, two external, you're going to be solid if they're really good letters. And by good, you can tell if your company has basically cut and paste. Um, you read the CEO's letter and it says the same thing as the, the head of technology, the same thing as the chief diversity officer, and it's just a different signature. The letters should be unique, uh, but it does not have to be dozens and dozens of letters. Now, if you feel like it's necessary, people submit them, but I'm telling you it all starts to sound the same uh, after the first few. You also want to have demonstrated, since we are talking about technical awards, um, for the most part, now there are some, like you said, with community service and whatnot that are a little bit different, but you do want to um, identif be identified as an innovator um, uh, of technology or a manager of technology. Role model, huge. Huge. Um, and if not a role model as part of your job, if you're somebody who is managing an organization of 100 people and you're like, wow, uh, I spend a lot of time with people development, um, people don't necessarily give you points as much for that. You're like, you're the manager. You're supposed to be developing your people. But if you're like, you know, I have formed um, or, or I sponsor employee resource groups or outside of the community, uh, I am taking my talents uh, outside of the, the job. I'm taking my talents and, and you know, I, I uh, am supporting uh, women's empowerment or I, I started a tutoring um, service on, on a campus or whatever. Then that's above and beyond. So the role model, it looks at going above and beyond just your day job. 
And then it's the opportunity to excite students. We absolutely, even though it may seem strange, absolutely try to envision what if you were the face of this conference? because of the fact that you are recognized as a, a Black Engineer of the Year in whatever category, or a woman of color in technology in whatever category, will people get excited seeing you in that publication, seeing you on that stage? Will you make a connection to the, the next generation? That absolutely factors in. And so if you've got some of that um, uh, that can get people excited on paper, make sure that it's included. Um, and then this always gets me. Um, when people tell their story and, and it's uh, clear that they have overcome adversity, um, that is something that clarifies that you did not just get out of bed and somebody handed you uh, this opportunity, that you earned it. Uh, and so oftentimes, because of the fact that all of us um, are people of color, um, we kind of learn that that just is par for the course, and so we don't tell it. When you're talking about these nominations, you got to tell it, because people in the room do not know you. But we absolutely expect that you have probably overcome something to get where you are. And this is the time to step out of the, the norm and actually, you want, want to call it both, Brad, tell your story. Um, and it really is something that resonates with the selection committee. So why have I been doing this myself for the last 14, 15 years? A lot of it has to do with the integrity of the process. Um, the ultimate objective is to be able to select the right people and celebrate them, period. When somebody walks across that stage, we want to be able to absolutely demonstrate to anybody who asks, they were the best of the best for that year. And so the process is independent of um, corporate interests and uh, political statements. It's all about looking at the criteria and how you measured up against it, period. And I, I like that. Um, and so we want the best people in every award, whether it's competitive or non-competitive. And uh, because of the fact that we do want to make sure that there isn't any bias uh, that creeps in intentionally or otherwise, most of the time, if you're on a committee and one of your colleagues um, uh, is in that category, you recuse yourself from evaluating. Uh, and then there is just a um, normalization that we do to make sure that uh, uh, because your vote isn't included that that no, the people aren't dinged as a result. Does that make sense? Now, every now and then, it's very rare, folks agree, you know what, they're, they're from my company, but they're, my company is so big. Um, I really don't know this person, and I don't know this sector of the company, uh, so I wouldn't even know how to be biased, um, in which case the, the team agrees, fine, go ahead and evaluate. That happens very rarely. It's just easier to recuse yourself, okay? So, um, you find the descriptions of the awards uh, on the website, um, and like I said, believe it. When it says that uh, someone in this category should have, 
X number of years of experience. They should have uh, these different um, uh, experiences or, or uh, qualifications believe it because this is exactly what the selection committee does. We pull out these descriptions and basically um, we do a check. Do they meet these or not? And to what degree? So I set up my own rubric uh, and uh, and so it's not about comparing um, you to you, it's comparing you against the rubric. Um, and that's how the scores flush out. Uh, some people are very, very hard graders. Others are more easy. As long as you're consistent, it still comes out in the wash. Uh, but the descriptions um, are pretty clear. Uh, and so things that you want to avoid um, because you will complicate the process. Number one is taking one person from your company and trying to submit them to every category. That never leaves a good taste in the mouth of the selection committee because invariably the person is not going to be a top candidate for everything. And so what happens? We're reviewing one category and we're like, um, uh, let me pick on you again. Tell me your name. Sydney. We're, so we're reviewing Sydney and we're like, okay, um, Sydney uh, has been at, at Textron for four months. We're looking for somebody who's been on the job for at least a year. Okay. And so, so she doesn't seem to be in the right place over here. And then people are like, Sydney, I'm looking at a Sydney right now. Is it Sydney from Bell uh, or Textron? Yeah. And so then folks are like, okay, put her to the side. We'll figure it out later. And people just keep on moving. And and after a while, you do find yourself getting buried because of the fact that folks are like, I see this name everywhere, uh, so we'll figure that one out. Um, but if people actually are in the right category to begin with, it does help the conversation. Uh, because if you're not a fit, uh, it's really like, I'll leave you till the end. Um, but then at the end, kind of I've already identified who the top folks might be because they their packet was customized for this particular category. Does that make sense? Um, so, and again, uh, if you are looking at someone, uh, so, so, I was, so what I just said applies to this one, same candidate, multiple categories. Um, if you have lots of candidates in the same category, um, what that does is you wind up competing against your own company. Uh, and so that's where the stars can get buried because um, you wind up understanding that only one of you is gonna win. Okay, uh, so Corning never does that. We never submit in the same category uh, because of the fact that um, you wind up not necessarily telling the best story for each of the people. Does that make sense? So for each you only submit one Corning does. Other companies are different. Um, I would say that the most successful submissions um, you don't find, even with the large, large companies, you don't find um, them. Maybe you might have two from the same company, uh, but when you start to have three and four, uh, because these categories are very competitive, you understand uh, that maybe the company wasn't exactly sure about what they were doing, um, because clearly there's got to be something that sets you apart from you, um, and if that's the case, then you would wind up in a more suitable category. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so that's difficult. Uh, so the, the simple answer that you would give is make sure that whoever the focal or whatever the, the role is at Lockheed at Boeing, they call them focals, um, make sure that they're talking to each other. Um, uh, if that doesn't happen, then once the submissions are made, it is what it is. Um, the selection committee uh, doesn't, you know, call Lockheed and like, wait a minute, do you realize that you have 10 people in the same category? It's just we 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 do our part, um, but it does dilute Lockheed's opportunity. Um, uh, and so if it's possible, I encourage, uh, and, and even with Corning, uh, the, one of the reasons why I um, uh, became responsible for our process is because the same thing. And we're not as big, nearly as big as Lockheed, but you have people over here submitting um, nominations and people over here didn't even realize it. And so then what we had was um, if somebody won and then we're trying to celebrate them back at Corning and folks are sitting back and they're like, how did, how did he or she get even nominated? Because uh, they've got this issue and that issue and the other issue that no one actually discussed. Uh, and so the last thing that we want in Corning um, is for women of color or black engineer to celebrate you. And then people back home are like, what were you thinking? So then it, it reflects poorly on, on Bea and women of color. Uh, so communication, I encourage. Um, but in the absence of that, um, I still encourage you to, to submit the best. Um, but even for your own little business, uh, don't have people competing against each other. All righty. Um, internal screening, I already talked about that, and that really gets to um, uh, your question. Uh, as much as possible, um, it really is important that you do your own vetting internally if you can. Um, and then don't forget that the um, non-competitive or what we call non-conference level is an option um, for people um, who have started a, a strong track record. They're not going to be competitive um, in the areas that you look at managerial achievement and career management and all of that. Um, but it's a way for them to be recognized. But even in that, um, you don't want to. Uh, there a few years ago, it seemed like I guess if you got hired that year, um, you were being nominated, uh, and, and so there were dozens of people who were getting M uh, uh, modern day technology leaders or technology all stars at women of color, um, and and so it kind of diminishes the 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 significance of it if everybody um, winds up getting it. And so, but that's something again that you have to take care of internally. Um, so talk about the packet, give you some tips uh, as far as the packet checklist website are concerned. So how to apply? Um, really, you got to start out by thinking that this is a value add. Um, if it is treated like, okay, it's just another checkbox um, opportunity for recognition, but not really special, it reflects in the packet. Sometimes uh, on the review committee, we're like, I know that this person is special. I know it, but no one cared enough to really make this look special. And therefore, they're not going to be somebody that rises to the top. And so if you don't care about the packet, we won't. It really does come out. 
that you've taken some 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 time to really tell the story. Um, you want to get uh, um, uh, support from senior leaders. Also, you want to have the internal review. Can't stress that enough. That minimizes the idea of you're competing against each other, but it also allows folks, if we were, so you said you had your packet, for example. If we were all to have a copy of your packet and we were giving it a, a, a mock review, um, um, uh, Sydney is going to identify some things that really speak to her. I'm going to identify some things, um, but then he might be like, yeah, but I had a question about this. For example, pet peeve of most of us on the committee, um, your resume or your CV, if you've got gaps, forget about it. <laughs> If you're like, there's a 10-year span of time missing on your resume, folks are like, were they in jail? What, 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 where were they? You know what I mean? And so gaps in the resume, that is the death knell. Um, unless you are really, what we do see is like so over the top that folks will be like, okay, we got to call somebody from Lockheed because they're, 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 she's got to be solid, but we're just not seeing it. That you don't want to bank on that, you know what I mean? Um, and so gaps in the resume or inconsistencies um, in a resume. Anything that you put in that packet, expect that somebody's going to go over it with a fine-tooth comb. Uh, if it doesn't make sense, uh, if it doesn't add up, people have to start asking questions, your scores are going down, okay? Um, uh, in terms of uh, completing the nomination package and gathering the information, what happens afterwards, like I said, um, it's all spelled out uh, in the materials that you find on the website. Uh, and so uh, the thing that will affect a person's score, and we're talking about points here. Um, uh, one judge could have a spread between their lowest score and their highest score of five points. 10 points maybe. Uh, and so if you lose a point because you're missing information, you lose a point because of the fact that um, uh, there wasn't supporting documentation, your organizational chart wasn't clear, that's two points already. You lose a point because there isn't anything about uniqueness. You, you didn't overcome any adversities. You know, you just woke up and life's been easy. <laughs> you're gonna lose a point. And so it's already three points. You're already not looking too good. You know, and so like I said, it may be obvious to you. You're like, I don't even think about that. Yeah, I had to um, deal with, if I'm a, a, a woman of color, I had to deal with the old boys network and, and, and being um, passed over or being in a room making the suggestions and then a man says the same thing and people are like, oh, good idea, but they don't realize I just said it. All that kind of stuff you and I have learned to live with and to just manage, tell it you know, vent um, in, a, in a positive way uh, in your story, okay? Um, yeah, and so in the bio, um, I encourage uh, the bio to be at most two pages. Some people try to write a book, um, but uh, in that bio, um, you should zoom in on things like, um, uh, you know, if, you're, if your parents um, uh, immigrated to this country or if you were raised in um, uh, an environment where schools were substandard, 
um, or you were the first one in your family to go to college or graduate from college. Um, you had to care for um, your siblings or your parents um, due to illness or whatever. All that stuff needs to be in there. If you became the first person of color um, to hold a position in your organization, put it in there. If you're the first, trust me, you had to overcome something. Once you got in the role, um, you were a trailblazer. You had to be. You're listening to Nominating a Winner. Your package is your candidate. A professional development seminar featuring Mark Vaughn. Brought to you by the Global Catalyst for Change, the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference, where we make the untapped potential possible. Be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You know, and so again, we, we don't think about it. You're like, you know what, I went for it and I was successful. People need to hear that that you were the first. Or I was in a I came into an organization and, and we were, um, so to speak, uh, what is it when you're not doing well in the red? Okay, so we were historically in the red, um, and I was tasked with turning that around, and we did it. Um, we came in, um, you know, under budget, uh, 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 in record amount of time, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's an opportunity for you um, to really sing your own praises, um, and I encourage this. Even though, like we said earlier, somebody else is going to be your nominator, you need to be intimately involved with. Um, your packet. And if you're the person who is putting the packet together, you need to be making sure that the nominee is intimately involved with that um, packet creation. I discourage organizations from making it a surprise because you wind up getting surprised, <laughs> okay? Um, so at Corning, we don't do surprises. We're like, if you get nominated, your fingerprint is going to be on everything in this package because you need to know that your story is being told correctly. Make sense? Did that answer your question? Yes. Okay. Um, so you can see this whole list. Um, for the competitive, and something's cut off there. Oh, recent color photograph. For the competitive awards, uh, so the, the ones where people walk across stage and actually give a little speech um, uh, on Saturday night, competitive awards, um, all of this stuff has to be there. Non-competitive, like All Stars for Women of Color, Rising Stars for Women of Color, Modern Day Technology Leader, um, you don't have to have all of this. For Corning, um, even though you don't have to have it all, uh, for Modern Day Technology Leader or Women of uh, All Star, Technology All Star, it's an application, a photograph, and a nominating letter. Really, that's all you need. Um, we still have our people include a bio and a resume just because it, it sets you apart um, and gets people to know you a little bit better. Um, any of this stuff is missing, you're going to get dinged for it. We often find, um, for example, uh, that the ones that I have highlighted are the areas that people miss the most. Um, org chart. If your org chart isn't there or it's not readable, and I'll show you examples, you're going to get dinged because people don't know where you are in the organization. Um, uh, papers and articles by and or about the nominee. Well, it is the case that if you um, have been um, able to do like me and write a thesis for a PhD that's 200 pages, 
Don't include a 200-page thesis. That's not what this is meaning. Um, people do a great job of kind of summarizing um, uh, in one page or one paragraph a, a, a snippet of something that was written about the nominee. That's what we're talking about. Um, it really does help round out the nomination. Um, and then letters of recommendation, getting the right ones and making sure they are signed. Um, if your letters are not signed, um, uh, even though it's not the case that it's invalidated, you do lose points because we're like, did somebody from HR write this letter and just get a stamp? Um, yeah, so it, it, it does matter that the letters are signed. <clears throat> okay, so complete packet um, is what we're looking at. Uh, you want to make sure that you um, have talked about the significance of the accomplishments as well as um, telling the unique story. Incomplete packages are definitely disadvantaged, period. Uh, and sometimes they're rejected outright and, and returned. Uh, and we've on the selection committee actually asked, can we send the note to people? I mean, like, there's something here for real, no kidding. It seems like you would have been, or your candidate would have been outstanding, but you gave us nothing that we could really evaluate. Um, you do not want that to be the case for any of your nominees. Uh, and I, I would submit to you that if the nominee were involved, with the process, they wouldn't let you um, submit uh, a packet that didn't tell the right story. And so the process has changed a little bit. Um, it's all electronic now. Uh, and so and so there wouldn't have been a CD um, if it's been in the last few years. Um, uh, so, so good point. So the CDs are not even an issue anymore. Uh, everything is uploaded. Um, at this time. Um, uh, but uh, digital aside, uh, all of those items um, should be uh, checked off on the list. So yeah, you would not have been dinged uh, for missing a CD. All right, so make sure you fill out the right nomination form, make sure that it's complete, um, make sure that there aren't discrepancies. Uh, discrepancies can look like um, on the nomination form, it says that, what's your name? Wale. Wale, it says on the nomination form, Wale has 20 years of experience. Then we look at Wale's resume and we can only find 10 years. Um, so discrepancies like that, you wanna make sure that you avoid. Um, uh, and make sure that the person nominating whomever that the, the candidate is, um, is in a relevant position um, in the organization or branch. Uh, it, it's, it, um, it may be that your organization is such that the head of HR does all of this. Um, and, 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 and that's okay, uh, but um, it's not recommended that that be the person just because it, it's something HR does. You want to have the nominator at least be your manager, your director, somebody in the organization who would be familiar with your technical track record if possible. Um, so again, uh, some of this is, is uh, in my experience, like I said, Corning um, has had a track record of, of, if I'm not mistaken, since I started managing this process, 100% um, wins uh, for our nominees. So 
either or is what you find on the list, either um, bio or resume. I recommend both because uh, you're going to get a different story out of the bio than you do out of the resume. Um, tell your story um, and don't just focus on your career, but make it personal. Um, highlight what makes you unique, okay, and be inspirational. However, don't write a book. You know, get it all in in one or two pages. Make sure your resume is clear. Make sure that you have a comprehensive timeline or that you explain any gaps that might be on it. Um, uh, make sure that you do not just talk about, I worked for Corning for 30 years. So what? Um, I, I manage these projects. That's great. Make sure that you include what was accomplished. This new product has made the company a billion dollars over the last 10 years, has saved the company $100 million, um, reduced whatever. Uh, make sure that the accomplishment that's tied to your work is included. And so like I said, sometimes we're uncomfortable feeling like we're bragging. You want to brag because nobody knows you. And so this is the only way that we're going to know. And then, so my daughter works for Lockheed. And on her resume, she started using all the alphabet soup of the programs and projects she was working on. I was like, only somebody from Lockheed who like works with you is going to know what this means. And so if you've got um, um, terminology that makes sense to your organization, but no one else is going to understand it, you got to break it down. You got to make sure that the terminology is general. Like I said, when I'm reviewing government applications, a lot of times I'm lost because these classifications and positions that people are just like, do you know how few people um, are in these roles? I'm like, nope, I have no idea. Uh, and so you got to make sure that you, uh, um, if it's something that isn't accessible, that you make it accessible. Um, assume that people on the um, committee are clueless. Now, we're not clueless. People are selected for their expertise, but not everybody is expert in everything full job description or, or your CV, um, and make sure that it includes the details of your current job assignment. Um, and you can see um, specific responsibilities, budget, how big is your organization, um, and so on. And again, uh, if it is the job description especially, you don't want pages and pages. It's two or three paragraphs at the most. Uh, as far as the org chart is concerned, uh, you just want to make sure that it shows where you are, um, if possible, uh, your nominee is uh, in term, uh, in relationship to the CEO. Uh, in the case of large companies that have their, their you know, like you said, little businesses in and of themselves. So where you are in terms with respect to the top person in your sector and where they are in terms of the top person in the company. Okay, and I'll drill down on that a little bit more. Don't do this. Now, we literally get ore charts that look like this, and um, you can get as close to this as you want to, and you're not going to be able to read it. Okay, uh, if your ore chart can't be read, what what's the point? You know, so so people really on the selection committee care about every nominee, and so I can't tell you how often I have spent like. 10 minutes, like, where is he on this org chart? And you, you and, and then you give up. You're like, I can't find him or her. Uh, so it's got to be clear. This is how Corning does our org charts. 
literally. Big boxes. You got the president CEO uh, in our organization. Um, the next down is going to be an executive vice president. Next down is going to be a senior vice. And then, depending on the award category, it's going to be you. Okay, now, people understand that between you and the senior vice president is a huge organization. But at least you can see this person is two steps away from the CEO. Now, there might be two giant steps, but at least you get a sense. You know what I'm saying? And so if you can simplify your org chart, definitely do so. Um, and then you want to make sure, like I said, that if, if um, your organization is, I don't know what you call it, but you got all these different sectors, when you do give the, your sector's picture, make sure that if you're um, that product marketing line, that you do single that out and then give us another shot where you're at the top and then your organization, for example. Okay? As far as these papers and articles are concerned, um, high-level summary or even an abstract, if it's like intellectual property, patent applications, that kind of thing, all you need. Don't need to include the whole patent because nobody's going to read it. That The abstract page, absolutely. Um, make sure that if your candidate isn't the uh, primary um, author, that you highlight their name so that people can see clearly um, how they contributed. Um, and then uh, really make sure that it's relative, uh, relevant, um, and quality always trumps quantity. If you've got somebody that has three pages of something that's really powerful, it is always going to be more interesting and highly regarded than if I got 100 pages of stuff that um, is just meaningless in terms of this award. Okay? More is not necessarily better. Um, letters of recommendation. Uh, you want to, if you can, create a section. Uh, th those companies that um, introduce the letters of recommendation section, kind of with a summary list that says, you know, letters of recommendation, we've got the CEO, we've got um, executive vice president for this sector, we've got the head of diversity. Um, uh, and, and so it's kind of like a table of contents for your letters of recommendation, um, then it kind of gets people's expectations up that, wow, I see what's coming. Um, uh, and you want to, like I said, make sure that there's various levels of the organization. Um, you ideally want letters to not be more than a page, sometimes two pages, um, but it should be something that can be said in the page. You want them to be signed. You want them to be um, high quality. You don't want them to be form letters. It's really obvious, like I said, if somebody's just cut and pasted and then changed the signature. We're not learning anything different. Um, and you want to make sure um, that you are addressing the proper committee. I know that it seems like uh, it's a minor point, but if I'm on the career achievement committee and the letter of recommendation says, dear professional management or professional achievement committee, we're like, okay, wait a minute. Is this person in the wrong Bad. Should they be over with the professional? And then that's when you discover, oh, Sydney was over here and over here and over here, and you just recycled the nomination. It doesn't feel like you actually knew where the person fit. That makes sense? Or you nominated them last year, and you didn't even remember to change the date. And so it's literally the same package, um, and you just submitted it again. 
don't want to do that. All right, so this is kind of like I'm saying, the table of contents um, that would be nice to include if you can. As far as supporting material is concerned, it really is all about rounding things out. Um, if you've been recognized uh, for your efforts, if you've gotten awards, it doesn't hurt to include um, even a lot of people put pictures of the actual certificate or the award ceremony where it was handed off. Um, and so it kind of uh, also helps if uh, you're doing things in the community, if there are pictures of you doing it in action. You know, I, I, you volunteered for hurricane relief uh, efforts at your job, showing you leading that effort or participating. Um, again, thank you. Um, uh, it's, it's just, again, a nice touch um, to add to your packet. Again, uh, I need to update this because it's all electronic now, so CDs are not required. Uh, this is the kind of thing that I, I say um, uh, people uh, include. Um, when we're talking about the professional photograph uh, that you upload, you do want it to look professional uh, because of the fact that these are professional awards. Um, and so business attire for uh, men and women, uh, military dress if you're uh, a government agency. Uh, no inkjet um, uh, printouts that you then scan. Uh, don't do that. Uh, and then uh, you can get all this information from the website. Uh, so if you go uh, to Career Communications Group uh, to their um, uh, awards page, uh, you can see the nominations link there. Uh, you also can download the packet. Uh, and you can see what the different categories and criteria are uh, and when the deadlines are for each of the submissions. Women of Color um, deadline for competitive awards is April 30th. Uh, so we're talking two months, two months, two weeks. Uh, so if you're thinking about women of color, I encourage you to incorporate some of this um, into your um, packet development now. Yeah. Yep, because the selection committee is not even going to have access to it until after the deadline. Yep, so there isn't any, if you submit it today, nobody's going to do, I mean, none of the selection people are going to do anything with it until May. Um, so if it's April 30th, the machine doesn't start cranking up until May. So you're not advantaged or disadvantaged. So we've already said this and say it again. Uh, your package is your story, and so you want it to be complete. It's also the case um, that it is your reputation, and so you want to make sure that the picture of you is aligned with who you are trying to present yourself as. Um, and your package is your brand, and so you want to be memorable. I can't tell you um, how often it is the case that you get finished with the selection um, work, and it is a grind. It's hours and hours and hours of reviewing because you care that somebody uh, is actually been thought of so highly by their company uh, that people took the time to put this together, and so you owe it uh, to them uh, to really evaluate um, as, 
as thoughtfully as possible. And so when you when you learn the final results, um, and it happens to be someone uh, from the um, sub team that you were on, you get excited about, wow, uh, when I come to black engineer, when I come to women of color, I'm gonna actually see that person in the flesh and get a chance to celebrate them um, along with folks that didn't know their story. Uh, but I have a, had the opportunity to learn a little bit more. So be memorable. Um, uh, I said this, be excited. If you are someone involved with putting a packet together and you're just like, mm, no, you know, whatever, uh, it's going to show on the packet. So you don't need to be doing it <laughs> if you're not excited about um, that particular candidate. Um, and so hopefully, uh, we've been talking now for almost an hour. Um, hopefully, you've gotten the understanding of the whole process. Uh, you have an idea about what goes in the complete package, um, and you're familiar with the website. And like I said, um, you can email me if you'd like a copy of this presentation, uh, and I will get it out to you in time for you to use with your women of color stuff. And, and the same with Black Engineer of the year. So, huh? Yes. <laughs> All righty. Um, we've got 10 minutes. Uh, questions, comments? So how much do aesthetics matter? Good question. Uh, so I have seen that kind of take on a different um, answer over the course of my experience. Uh, remember, uh, mentioned I started 14 years ago. Um, when I first started, aesthetics were kind of a big deal uh, because um, it, it just seemed to translate into you, your company, really put a lot of thought and effort into this. Now that it's all electronic, you don't really get that sense. Um, and so I don't think it matters at all. Content is the name of the game. Um, at a point, it became clear that people knew how to put together a nice looking package, but it didn't have all the juice. Uh, so I would say um, the content trumps everything. Military packages, government packages, uh, not, not disparaging government if any of you represent them, are always the most boring looking packages that you ever see. But they are sharp. They are like right to the point. Um, they're letters of recommendation. I used to be like, who told somebody this was a letter? It's like bullet points. Um, but that's the military way. Um, and each of those bullets, they were powerful. You know, so again, content, content, content. Uh, make it look pretty if you want to, but people are not looking for pretty. They're looking for the actual power. Other questions, comments? Yeah. As far as the recommendation, as far as the recommendation letters, um, it was recommended that I do not include a recommendation letter from a sorority, a public service sorority. What is your feeling about that? 
when I'm dealing with the ward that I was submitted for was community service. So a lot of my community service was with this organization. And for me to omit that would be probably not good. I agree. Um, and so I can tell you that for community service, um, having a diversity of service is helpful. But um, if you are part of a service organization that does a lot of stuff, um, it does, in my opinion, it doesn't hurt. Um, I agree with you. It will dilute your um, your story if it's a major part of your community service and it's missing. So I don't know what the rationale was for the guidance you got. Um, I think it's relevant. Well, they were saying it was, you know, you may have someone who's reviewing your packet that is biased. Um, and so they really do try to, with the selection committee, make sure that those biases are left outside. We're looking, like I said, for the top, the best. Um, and so you're, I might be biased for Corning all day long, but Corning hat goes, goes away and you're just looking at it based on these criteria. Um, and so if your community service is legit, then you need to celebrate it. One more real quick question. On the articles mm -hmm. that are submitted, I put in a, like a summary of what the article included, but also included links to, direct links to those articles so that they could get to them if they needed to. Mm -hmm. Is that a good thing or is it something we'd rather see a snapshot of the article like you showed yes. here? What, uh, what so is your- my, my personal preference is the snapshot. When you're in the review process, uh, it is, depending on how you, now that it's all digital, how it's uploaded, sometimes links don't work. Uh, and um, thank you. Uh, and sometimes um, it just is not um, expedient um, to go to links. Uh, when it's right in your face, like, uh, like what you pointed out, uh, then it's part of the package, so to speak. Okay. Um, now, um, I can tell you that when you're trying to get consensus around who those top three are, for example, um, when the committee comes together, if someone were like, um, this one I really uh, was blown away by because I went to the links and uh, that's why she was a standout, then the committee will take time to actually go to those as well. But I encourage, don't bank on somebody being your advocate. Put it right out there for everybody to see. Other questions or comments? Are all of you planning to make submissions for women of color this year? Yes. Yes? I think you were trying to? So let me ask the four of you, um, since I've got, I think you just told me one minute. Um, so what, what were you um, hoping to get from this um, session? Are you, are, you, are you getting ready to make submissions in the future and you're just getting geared up with information or, or have you not been satisfied with the results you've gotten so far and you wanted to correct that? Yeah. Gotcha. I thought you were going to say as you move up, you want to know what you have to do to get that next award. <laughs> How about you? I'd like you to look at this packet and okay. just, you know, just skim over it, not read everything, but just see if something stands out or any recommendations that you can make sure. for next time. But I, there's a lot of great content in awesome. the presentation. 
which really brought clarity. Awesome. To, uh, what I need to do. Okay. okay. <laughs> we got to have time for all these people to clear out of this room. <laughs> I appreciate you all for carving out some time. Uh, again, send me a note and I will get the um, these notes out to you. I am leaving for Africa this evening. And so uh, if you get your note to me, like now, um, I will send these out to you before I hit the road. Okay? Otherwise, you'll, you'll get them in about two weeks. But Women of Color is two months and two weeks uh, for submission. So you want to jump on it if you can. Okay? Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Nominating a Winner. Your package is your candidate. A professional development seminar. Featuring Corning Incorporated's own Mark Vaughn. If you have enjoyed this presentation, be sure to attend the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference. For more information on how you, your company, or organization can take part, visit www.bea.com. Org. For college students, contact us at 410-244-7101.